Attention on deck. You're about to take command. Welcome to The Bunker with Andy and Freddie. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to The Bunker. This is episode number 12. I am your host, Freddie Ham, and with me always is the Prime Minister of Washington Commanders Football. What's up, Andy? What's up, Freddie, my man? How the devil are you? Another episode of The Bunker, and for once, I am not the only English person in our tiny little bunker drinking all invaded. our beers. We've been invaded by the English we have our good buddy, my great friend of mine, uh, someone that I was with not only two or three weeks ago in Edinburgh, watching him try and drink was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Mr. Scott Hartley, welcome to the show. How are you, brother? Hi, Andy. Hi, Freddie. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, pleasure, as always. I'm rocking your merch today, as you've all seen on the Zoom. You brought the milk, I brought the tea. We've invaded the bunker. We have invaded. The English are here. The English are here. It's uh, how it should be. And let's, while we're talking about the English here, Freddie, have you heard the English are invading in September? As in, there is about nine of us now coming to the first game. Nine of you making the pilgrimage to the grand old US of A just for a football game. Yes, sir. There's going to be... But it's not uh, just for a football game. You know what it is. It's a chance for all of us to come together to see each other. We've all forged wonderful friendships. We've become great friends of each other and, and all without actually meeting each other, seeing each other face to face. And it's interesting when all the fans get together because I had this last year when I went to training camp. I hadn't met Josh Taylor in person or Rio Robinson in person. Shout out to them. Great work that they do. Mm -hmm. um, but we all got together and there's pictures that circulate around. And I swear, man, it just, it felt like you were just back together with the boys and that we'd known each other all of our lives. It, there was no change. And we really felt like, and we were at training camp. It felt like kids at summer camp seeing each other again is really what it felt like. So we're being invaded by all of the Englishmen. But yes, as you said, Scotty, you're bringing the tea. I'm bringing the milk. And I guess our friend Andy is tapping the keg. Uh, yeah, I'll tap the keg up, you know, you know, just bring a bit of the day job into the uh, into the bunker as well. You might have to tap the keg early because I almost want to start drinking right now because we cannot get away from the dark cloud that hangs over this franchise that everyone's talked about. Not just the fans, Ron Rivera himself even mentioned earlier in the offseason about this dark cloud that follows us all around. And the dark cloud, man, I hate that we have to keep bringing this up and keep talking about it, but more stuff just continues to come out and we got to talk about it. And I'm talking about our owner. And now you got other owners anonymously talking about him and it, it doesn't look good. Scott, have you read the USA Today article that was ran uh, this owner who's it's not saying who the owner is, but talking about there could be a vote talking about how this, this, this latest stuff about, them not being on the up and up with their financials with money that they're supposed to share with the league how that's gonna affect schneider i mean do you think that we're going towards what might finally be that proverbial nail in the coffin or is it just a slow news cycle and they got to stir up something to be honest i think it's a bit of both um we look at this i've seen the article myself on twitter i've, I've read the article it does seem like a little bit of a smoke screen a bit of a he said she said uh hit piece I'd like to think that this would be the smoking gun, but 
we've known about the betting on college games or the, the money that was transferred from college games. Whether that becomes the smoking gun or not, we'll wait to see. We all hope, obviously, it will be. Um, you know, having the worst owner in front in, in the whole of sports is, yeah, it's, it's not ideal um, in any way, shape or form. I think, ultimately, um, Dan will hang on. And this could just be a smokescreen. I think the government has to get more involved um, before we hear of anything or hear of him um, relinquishing control. Um, he may even relinquish control to Tanya, which obviously we've seen allegedly he's uh, working behind the scenes. But uh, yeah, this one, I don't think it is the smoking gun. I do think it's interesting, though, that they were saying we, were, we are taking votes or that votes should be taken. Um, I think you were mentioning before the intro, 2014s have to vote him out. Um, I think there may be a few that would do that, but I'm not sure whether it gets that Magic 24. When's this um, supposed vote meant to be taking place? See, that's the thing. And that's the issue that I have with all this. This is all, this is just hypothetically, this is all just hearsay. There is, right now there is no vote, but people are going to be talking like, oh, there's going to be a vote, but there's not one. Mm. So That's my point. Nothing ever, I mean, absolutely. I, nothing well, me, ever really, we've, how many times have we been down this road where we've like heard, this will happen and this vote needs to happen and this owners need to do this or the government needs to do this. Nothing ever happens. So what's the point of, you know, like I've, you know, I think, like I said, excuse me, like I said about, I don't know, four or five weeks on Twitter ago now. I can't, it's not even worth worrying about Dan Snyder, really, in my opinion. Yes, it's a worry, but is it worth worrying about as Washington Commanders fans? The answer really is no, because we all, myself, I know Scott, Freddie, you, uh, Maddie, when you've done your H2, uh, your previous podcast, you know, we all got into it. We've all worried about it over over the last God knows how many years. But when it comes to it, nothing's going to get done. I mean, I, I'll be absolutely flabbergasted now if in, I don't know, five months to a year, he's gone because he won't be. So uh, don't get me wrong. It's good. I mean, it's like I said, I didn't know about this article that had come out this weekend. I know, Freddie, you tagged me in a few things on Facebook, but... I've been mega, mega busy this weekend with um, family stuff and other bits and bobs I've been doing. But um, I don't I don't think anything's going to happen with him, guys. Honestly, I just, I think, not that we're wasting our breath, but I just feel like we're we're banging the same drum over and over again. And don't get me wrong, we all know my are feelings. We, are Freddie. we beating that dead horse? Is that what we it are, is? We, we are, I think I, we are. I think it's, you know, and it, it's been going on in Washington for years now. We we kind of are beating the dead horse. And don't get me wrong, it's a talking point. And, you know, we we can talk about it. But just go back and listen to, I don't know, podcasts from the middle of last season on the start of the end of, end of you know, just go and listen to a random podcast. Type well, in Dan Snyder. You can go back and you can listen to mid-season because that's when we stopped. Mm. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I, I, I think it spoke a lot that there were – people walking away especially someone who was as invested and passionate about the team uh, as i am my former co-host maddie jane i mean she Shout made no bones about it she, she stepped away because of snyder because of all the reports because of how she you know felt about and she's not the only one either i think it's going to take someone mentioned this i think it might have been uh megan embert saying that we underestimate the power of the players that it really would have had to come down to these players standing up for all this but i mean that's never gonna happen that's never gonna players, happen players I mean, are players players well, they're not about, gonna jeopardize you know, their they're not gonna jeopardize their livelihood how many players come out against owners really over the years the, oh yeah that's that 
No, it never happens. I mean, yeah, you is. don't, and you don't bite the hand that feeds, you know? Mm. So it's, it, yeah. it's tough, but I'm, I'm so sick of the Snyder talk. I wanted to Scotty, get, did you add it, it over with time right quickly? Yeah, I just want to say fair play to Maddie Jane because he's stuck by your principles and that's a principle stand and I respect that completely. You know, fair, fair play to what she's done by sticking to her principles and saying that's it. You know what I mean? I want nothing to do at the moment. Still supporting the background, obviously the team on the field, but the outside stuff is outside noise. So fair play to mm. her for that. Yeah, 100%. It's, I mean, we, 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 got a, we got a nice tweet <laughs> from Maddie uh, the, the previous week just gone, Freddie. So she listened to last week's show and... I've got all the respect and love in the world for Maddie and all the women that have stood up for, you know, what they believe in. And, you know, what, let's not, you know, innocent until proven guilty. But we all know, we all know what's happening. And like you say, Freddie, let's not, let's not harp on about it. Let's talk some football while we got you here, Scotty. Um, we are slowly getting towards, uh, I mean, we've got the OTAs coming up uh, soon. We've got training camp coming up soon. Scotty, what do you, uh, obviously we spoke at the draft. I was with you a couple of weeks ago. So uh, what are, are you most looking forward to? What's the position that you're excited to see this season? I mean, I was on with the Burgundy Zone guys on uh, Friday. Let's put quarterback aside right now because we will get into that in your views. What are, you, what are your thoughts and what are you most looking for, apart from quarterback? Where are you most looking forward to seeing uh, from the 2022 Washington Commanders? So, yeah, there's two two positions I want to see, really, that I'm looking forward to. One is um, the tight end room. Um, mm -hmm. I'm quite looking forward to that, especially with... Uh, AGG now. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. That's a new <laughs> one. AGG going across. I actually don't think AGG makes the, makes the, even makes the side the 53. He may make the practice squad because he's bounced around to, to, uh, to and fro. And they like Samus Reyes a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and his athleticism and his, his, his upside, whether he gets um, a shout or not, you don't usually carry four tight ends. So I think uh, at the moment you would say Tart Logan Thomas is a lock, uh, John Bates is a lock, and I can't remember the. Was it Cole Turner? Cole Turner's Cole Turner's the, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My apologies. Um, you know, he looks like he's got a good wingspan and span and radius of a, a catch radius. So I think as long as they can coach up his blocking. Um, he'd probably be tight three from there. So I don't mm. think AGG makes it. But I am looking forward to seeing that group. My, my, my most probably, the one I want to see in camp is is the wide receiver group. I'll be honest with you. We have four really good wide receivers. I saw something come out on the Twitter again, the analysts being the analysts saying, you know, we've got the worst, one of the worst groups in the NFL wide receiver. We haven't had a quarterback that was able to throw. You know, when you look and you think to yourself, hold on a minute, we had... Terry, who was getting you know, a thousand yard season again, and we had, you know, Gabbert throwing him the ball. We had how many quarterbacks has he been through? And now, hopefully, there'll be a bit of stability at QB. Uh, it means that we've got, you know, Curtis Samuel's like a new signing almost. You have Diami Brown and Johan Dotson as well, who can play in any of the either slot or outside as well. And then obviously, Terry being Terry. And um, that worries me a little bit around his contracts and whether we get that sorted pretty soon but I think we are waiting until June 1st postcards before anything happens so he obviously won't be OCA's tomorrow um, maybe holding out a little bit on that but I don't think that's going to be a problem and it looks for all intents and purposes that they want to pay him. yeah no most definitely I mean I'm as like I said with the Burgundy Zone guys on a Friday I'm I, I'm really excited that now we've got a wide receiving court and with a quarterback that pray to God stays healthy and that we can utilize in every single game which we you know freddie when's the last time that we had that in washington where you go into every game thinking with our starting guys all healthy and fit and we don't know what's happening yet obviously we're sitting here 
coming into the end of May, the start of June now, we, know, we don't know what's going to happen in training camp preseason. Yada, yada, yada. Something Washington could happen. But Freddie, how excited are you going into uh, week one with uh, probably potentially one of the better, don't get me wrong, it's not great, but we, we've got one of the better quarterbacks that are, uh, are lacing up the cleats of Washington, as we say. 100% excited for Carson Wentz and the arm that he's got. Like the Dallas game last year, and Heineke just throwing this lame duck to uh, to Terry McLaurin. You got a, a guy who can get open, who can get downfield, and we have a quarterback who hopefully, and it would seem, finally can get that ball to him. Carson Wentz, he can make all of the throws, okay? And I'm really excited about, about that, and I'm really excited to see what the group will look like. If, if Jahan Dotson works out, if Curtis Samuel can stay healthy, as well, then you have defenses who can't just key on Terry. And that's been, and think about, Scotty, you alluded to this, the production that Terry McLaurin has had with nobody at quarterback throwing him the football. He's got nobody out there to throw to him. He's got defenses keying on him, and he's still got that level of production. And he's just got just grit and fire. He's, I, I would pay that man anything that he wants and a report that came out and who it could just be clickbait could be more smoke more smoke and mirrors again because it's been a slow news cycle but talking about how we perhaps have been budgeting our spending in free because everyone thought oh we've got all this money to spend in free agency and we're not spending it we have the carson deal who coming in putting all this money on the books or we're saving room so that we can re-sign terry mclaurin and if it's true i think it's great and i love it and we need to we cannot let a player of his caliber walk out the door as we've done so many times and people who want to come on and tell me about franchise tag franchise tag is death okay we you don't want to end up in a situation like we were with kirk cousins you've got already dwindling fan base and you, you're not going to pay you but your star player who is the face of the franchise let's be honest with you terry is the face of the franchise when do you start to worry if he hasn't been paid i would start what months what month are we talking mid-july to me that's where i'm starting to think uh, how are we getting how are we getting further on like you know, he starts holding out during camp yeah 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 that's where i'm yeah. starting to get a bit worried if i'm being honest with you you could have it could have been so much feverish i mean you look at people like debo you look at aj brown you look at um dk metcalf wants a new deal and you think to yourself hold on a minute terry's done none of that he's a captain of the side he's came in he, he is his mature self uh, you know, he's an, old, an, old, uh, an older wide receiver, if you like, um, coming into the league. And he's willing to do everything from being a gunner and then eventually to a starter. And now you can see he is the star of our team. No doubt about it. He, on offense, anyway, he is without doubt the star of this team. And you need to build the franchise around him, put him on billboards. And if you want to lose that man and not pay him, then and you're going to lose that. They've done that. They've put him on billboards. They've put him on programs. It was... It, it was Terry McLaurin, Jonathan Allen, and Chase Young to unveil our new uniforms. I mean, Terry McLaurin is my wallpaper, okay? On on my and I'm sure, like many Washington Commanders fans, Terry is our guy. Can we just uh, uh, can we just clarify the wallpaper on your phone and not in your house? The wallpaper. <laughs> it's the wallpaper on my on my work computer. The, the wallpaper on okay. my the wallpaper. On yeah, my he's phone. got it. He's got it on his duvet. <laughs> Just sleeping with Terry every night. Uh, yeah, I can't talk. I've got me Logan Thomas pillow somewhere. I don't know where it is. You got the- somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> 
but uh, yeah, I know what you mean. They uh, they 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 do need to uh, they do need to pay the man, and uh, let's hope they do. But uh, Scotty, what's um? Do you want to play a little thing here? Best case, worst case. Best case scenario for the Washington Commanders 22. Worst case scenario for the Commanders 2022. What do you think? Best case scenario, ooh, 11 wins um, and a playoff berth, winning a playoff game. That'd be unbelievable. Um, I think that would be a good third year progress as Coach Rivera wants us to progress. Yeah. Anything under 500, be a massive disappointment. Worst case scenario. I honestly believe that. I can't, I can't think. And I know we've seen... You all, all the other content creators do the do the, uh, the the schedule and each game by game. I can't see how Castle Wentz can't give you an extra two wins. I genuinely can't see how that happens, especially with the strength of schedule that we have got. So I think if we were at eight and eight and eight or yeah eight and nine even, uh, no, that's that's where anything under five hundred is a disaster, really. Yeah, especially when, you know, you've got, you know, you're, like you say, you're opening with the Jags, you've got the Lions, you know, you've got, you know, you've got the Bears on the road. You know what I mean? You would like to think that there are some Falcons, Falcons you know, you, you, you're ending the season quite straight. You've got, you know, you uh, San Francisco on Christmas Eve. So you're going to be, there's going to be games there. But like I've said a few times already, there's going to be, we don't want to, we don't want to underestimate this schedule. Because like I said on Friday, when I was on with Carl, it's, it's expectation and reality. And that's with the players, that's with fans. I mean, our expectations sitting here already, like you just said, Scott, win 11 games, win 10, 11 games. And we're looking at the schedule. I've got it in front of me again now. And I'm looking at it thinking, yeah, win 11 games. Then you kind of take a step back and the reality hits and you realise this is the Washington Commanders and we've been here a thousand times before and you think, oh, this is the NFC East as well. Win nine games. I heard Zach Selby speak on uh, Friday and he said, win nine games and you never know in the East. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? Just get to that nine game mark by the middle of November. That will leave you all of December and January to push yourself on. If you can, I always think if you can get to the start of November, or the middle of November and have nine games already won, then you've, that leaves you all of December and the little and the start of January for the first two weeks of January. We're playing. We play January first and the seventh or eighth against the Cowboys. Then you're in with a real chance. That's how like, we always say we're here, don't we, Scott? With our soccer, you know, you wait till Christmas, then you can assess the league table. With me, the NFL waits the middle of November, and then you will really know where you are. And we need to be carrying some form into them into them November months. What do you, Fre uh, Freddie? What about you? Uh, expectation to reality this season? I'm with Scott most of the way for all of that. Um, I think that, yeah, obviously we can't be below 500, but I think even if we're just if we're one game above, I still think that that's a bad spot to be in. And the division right now, I think, is so much more winnable for us than it has been in quite a while, especially with our schedule. Because for me, I'm not worried about the Giants. So I think that they're kind of an afterthought. A lot of people are talking about how it's going to come down to Washington or Philadelphia. And I hate to have to say this as much as I hate that damn team in Texas. But I'm, I'm not going to sleep on the Cowboys and especially what those games are going to mean for us, especially being the, the last game of the season playing against the Cowboys. Am I correct? That's our last game of the season? Last, and, last and, game and, of the season. There's, the there's a strong rumor around that there's two English guys going to be in attendance as well, maybe. <laughs> I'm just saying the two English guys in this room might be in attendance. We got more. We got more. We got more. The invasion might be happening more than once. But yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you there, Freddie. I mean, the Giants... I've said this a few times now, though. I, I went back, uh, I think maybe two episodes ago, Freddie, we mentioned this. 
every time I write the Giants out, they'll come along. Look at the years they won the Super Bowl. Didn't have a prayer. Had not a great team either. Then, you know, they go and pull off the, one of the greatest Super Bowls in the history of the Super Bowls against the New England Patriots. The one, you know, the catch over the helmet and one of the greatest games. But that season, Giants wrote off completely. I mean, you, I don't think you can never write off the New York Giants. Maybe they had some serious coaching issues last season. You know, you think we've had some bad coaches over the year. Wow. Last season, the New York Giants were a clusterfuck. Jay Ball gives them a bit of a, an extra uh, an extra lift. You know, he's mm -hmm. a very good coach. But obviously, first time as a head coach, so that's going to take time to bed in and for them to bed into the way that they want that he wants them to play. Also, the draft picks that they've picked up are two very, very solid draft picks in the first round. Kayvon Thibodeau's meant to be, you know, one of the best talents that was in the draft. But does he come out straight away and, and work for them immediately? Or does it take time to get to that level like we see a lot of first round talent? Um, so I do think New York will be good um, in, a, in, a, in a few years, but maybe not this season coming. You know, they've, they've got, they're building it up there, I'll be honest with you. They're, they're on rebuild mode and they're building it up well, but I still think they'll be definitely picking within the top five, six, seven, somewhere around that next do you, season. Do you agree with uh, a lot of the, uh, I've had a lot of NFL Network on over last week, Scotty. Do you agree with a lot of the uh, pundits that the Eagles have had the best draft in the NFC East? Yeah, I would say so. I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, especially, and I think picking up AJ Brown on the draft day was probably the biggest, um, the biggest steal of it. Of it all, I mean, AJ Brown for a first round draft pick. Yeah, absolutely. You get a wide receiver in his prime. You know, he's, he's arguably top ten wide receiver in the in the entire league, um, coming from the Titans. But again, it takes time to bed in. They've got some weapons on the outside, but I, for, for the Eagles, I still question Jalen Hurts. You know, is he the guy? Is he going to throw? Has he actually got the arm, or is he just a running quarterback almost? Um, and, and is he of the caliber of the franchise quarterback? I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I do think a lot of it, a lot of it depends in the East as well. I mean, we've seen it our, ourselves. It all depends on strength of schedule. You know, they were on a were they on a third place schedule last year? The, the Eagles playing, you know, hardly anyone quarterbacks. I mean, you look at the quarterbacks we played: Mahomes, Rogers, Brady. You know, the, Alan, you know, the, the list's endless. Um, and you think to yourself, hold on a minute. You know, we've played all the top guard, all the top QBs. Who did they play last year? So it could overinflate their, how good their defense is and also overinflate how their win total, I think, as well. You know, everyone was saying the, in, the, in the press this week that we had the worst defense. I think um, Kevin Sheehan said on his podcast, we had the worst defense in the East. <sighs> Come on now. I, mean, yeah, I saw a lot of from that, Kevin, this week. I saw the worst defense. Uh, the fans were ranked dead last in terms of support. I think we were dead last in that. So, um, uh, like Carl said on Friday when I was on with him, you know, they let people keep disrespecting us because we're kind of used to it. it. It's part and parcel of being a Washington fan. But Freddie, just quickly, one guy I wanted to speak about before we uh, before we wrap up today's show. How do you feel uh, the impact of a certain Chase Young will be this season coming back off his injury? Yeah, I think he's got a lot to prove because he's got to bounce back. Obviously, he wasn't having a great year before he got hurt. And there are even some just delusional. Man. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about the delusional fans saying, you know, the defense, the defense is better without Chase Abbott. Bullshit. No, I mean, the defense started to click a little bit and they finally got to get their mojo going, especially once we moved Landon Collins, especially once we moved Landon Collins. When we and convinced the defense him to was playing, and the defense was did, did play well, I thought towards the end of last season. But no, I, I can't wait to see 
uh, Chase Young back out there and, and at full strength. And he's got a lot to prove. And I feel like he's that dude who's going to show you, oh, this is what you thought. Well, this is what you need to see, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I'm really, really excited that he's coming back. I'm really excited that I'm hearing about we're going to get this deal done for Terry. I really hope that that comes to fruition. Man, I'm just excited for football in general. I, I, mean, I can't wait for training camp to get here. And I'll tell you what I'm really excited about. I'm excited for game three when we play the Eagles, just because I'm so excited for Carson Wentz, who's going to want to, I mean, he is going to be so motivated for that game. Here lately, man, the, the Eagles have just had our number, and I am so sick of that team. And their fans are absolute hot garbage, 100%. They're the, they're the, they are the worst fans in the NFL as far as, just as as far as people i have no problem saying that because you know what they love that shit too they wear that as a badge of honor that they're just fucking shitty ass people we digress thank you so much my man for for coming on to the bunker and like we said at the start come september the 8th you me andy and uh, lots of other fine fellows are going to be jumping onto a plane heading over to the good old usa and uh taking some english humor banter and drinking over well maybe you might not be drinking uh, being in a drink well, i'm not too good at that yeah good. but uh, I, I but thank you so much brother it's really it's, it's good to see you again my man i was only with you a couple of weeks ago but uh thanks so much for jumping on the podcast bro yeah, thanks so much for having me on, both of you. Great to catch up, as always. And if ever you want me on again, please give me a shout. Uh, just Absolutely. a quick hey. shout out to Haymaker Z as well. I use the term bits and bobs quite a lot today. He is going to love that shit. Well, and before, before it's all over, before we let you go, Scott, can you just um, shout out your your social media handles? Because you're, you're such a great follow. You're such an awesome fan, friend. You've always supported the podcast, so... And we we love you, and I, I want everybody out there in the world to add you and love you too. Thanks very much. Yes, yeah, so my Twitter handle is ScottyH84. That's S C O T T I E H 84. And always follow back too. Yeah, make sure you go and check us out on Twitter as well at Commander Bunker on the old social media airwaves. Oh, and that's all the time we have for this week, isn't it, Commander Andy? Uh, yes, I do believe we have to go and restock the fridge. Go and get some more tea bags and milk because Scotty has cleaned us the fuck out. Yes, he has. Uh, th- this has just been awesome. So much fun. And we're going to have even more fun. As I- And I always say that every week that we're going to have even more fun. But I feel like as the podcast continues to roll on and we continue to get new listeners and people engaging, it's just more and more that much more fun for us. So everybody out there who's listening to the pod, thank you for supporting us to this point. If you know anyone who would be who would and if you know anyone who's a Washington Commanders fan or maybe just an Oasis or a Blur fan, let them know about the show. We'd love to have as many people joining us in the bunker as possible. We'll, we'll take that mini fridge. We'll get rid of it. We'll get a full-size fridge, right? And then Andy will provide us with the kegs. But, hey, guys, it's been awesome. It's been fun. It's been real fun. And until next time, guys, hey, remember, bunker down. Stay safe, everybody. Yeah, Trent, you do know where the tradesman's entrance is, right? It's in the, it's, it's in, it's in the rear. It's in the, it's in the back the door. Yes, exactly. The boot. Wind up the bomb, no, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) There's something that I really want to do before we wrap this whole thing up, just because I've got two Englishmen here. So can you settle this debate for me once and for all, Scott? Okay, well, let me ask you this first. Were you Blur or Oasis? You team Blur, you team Oasis. Are you Damon or are you Noel? Oh, absolutely team Oasis. As a northerner, it it was in my blood. 
I did like both bands, I'll be honest with you. Um, I really did like both bands. Park, Park Life is a transcending song. You know, the, the, you, you look at that single and think, yeah, absolutely. But you can't beat Champagne Supernova as an album. Honestly, unbelievable. Um, just the, the, the noise, the, the way that they, the, the grim north repeats through their, through their songs. With their lyrics the north is very grim as well so you're all about hey, the, what, <laughs> so scott so so you love what's the story morning glory Absolutely. my favorite my favorite oasis record is definitely maybe but my my favorite oasis song of all time is cigarettes and alcohol i just love it's, it's an anthem the interesting thing is here in the states People know who Oasis is, but they only know Wonderwall and Champagne Supernova. That's it. Nobody here in the States knows who the fuck Blur is until I tell them, well, their singer started this group that you probably heard of called the Gorillas, because everybody knows the Gorillas here in the States. But this is all I have to do when I meet someone and they don't know who the heck Blur is, because this was their one hit in America. I just say, and then they know what I'm talking about. But song two is literally, that is the only song from Blur that gets played here in the States. And then, like I said, with Oasis, it's Champagne Supernova sometimes and then Wonderwall all the time. But they have so many great songs. Don't look back in anger. Don't look back in anger. I mean, Don't Look Back in Anger is... Should be a Washington theme tune, it's such a good song. I mean, it's so it's so wonderful. I, I really have no idea why Oasis didn't break better in the States. Um, I know that there was a lot of turmoil within the band that kind of, but I mean, that's the story of their career, you know, what set mm. them back. So I hope one day I get to see one of the gal, if I, and that's kind of how I got to answer that question. If I was going to see someone in concert, I would want to see Liam and, and his group. Liam's voice is just so... It, there's nobody in the fucking world, mate, that sounds like it. It's, it's the stage presence. That's what it is. It's the showman. No, but, no, um, but and the thing know. about it, he commands that stage. He, he stands up there yes. in his fucking parka, right? And he holds his hands behind himself, and he can just sing just like this. And he doesn't Man, have to see. Be this is why you need to make it to DC, Freddie. Because I promise you, if we find any bar that does karaoke, I can <laughs> do the best Liam Gallagher impression ever. Oh, really? I'm singing really? live. That's my god. You wait. I promise you, I will do it when we're in DC. If you find us a karaoke bar that's got Oasis exclusive here on the bunker, I will get up on stage and do it. It's uh, yes, but it's one of my party pieces. But Scotty, and until next week, hey, we all hailed it. Damn it. We all held together. Yeah, it's what it's we what are. We it's do. what the no. Jesus Man, Christ. I How many times have we been doing this? See what I have I to know. do every week, Scotty? This is why he has to. This is why he's, thank but, God he's so good at editing. I tell you, wait till you hit yeah. blooper reel. Oh, my God. Oh, man. But it's. <laughs>